getting your weekend started right. The Jet Set Breakfast. So last week on our SABC Education series, Know Your Story or Know Your Country, we learnt about the largest tree in South Africa, the Sagole Baobab. And surprise, 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 one of our guests called in, or not even a guest, just a listener called in and said, hey... I'm actually a baobab ecologist, and uh, you guys have been talking about it. Let me tell you a whole lot more. Perhaps what's even more entertaining is that Dr. Sarah Fenter is the wife to Casper, who was last week's 52-week challenge winner. I kid you not, there's no nepotism at all. It just happened to be. Dr. Sarah Fenter, baobab ecologist on the line. Thanks so much for joining us. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Absolutely love your show. So well done. It's lovely. We absolutely love the fact that you love it. So, Sarah, let's uh, look at uh, the Sagole Baobab. You you sent us a whole bunch of messages and we thought, you know what? We were talking about the Baobab as the largest tree in southern Africa and we thought, let's try and find out a bit more about it. Which is the largest tree in South Africa? Okay, so it all depends on how you measure a tree. So you can either measure its girth, which is basically its circumference, yeah. or you can measure it by its height. So I think the highest tree in South Africa is a, a blue gum tree just outside Sinin, if I'm correct. I'm sure that's the highest tree. But the And then the widest tree, there is quite a wide big fig tree somewhere outside Pretoria, um, but it's, I think it's multi-stemmed. But the Sagoli baobab is the biggest by volume. So then you'd be looking at the height versus the uh, times the diameter, for instance. Um, so it is the biggest tree by volume in South Africa. So what is that diameter? It's about 33 meters in circumference. So if you, you'd have to walk 33 meters to get right around the tree. And if you had to say, okay, well, let's look at it in a different way. If you had to say, how many people would it take plus minus to wrap their arms, you know, for all the tree huggers? How many, how many people would have to hug that tree in order to get around the entire circumference? Well, if we've got a, 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 an arm with, well, I don't know, what is it? It's about a, about a meter, a meter and a half. So you're looking at about almost 20 people that have to stand next to each other, you know, with arms out, stretched out. If yeah, hugging. Standing without reached out yeah right around about 20 people it's 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 an amazing tree i visit that tree a lot and every single time i go there it just fills me with awe it's 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 a huge huge organism a huge individual entity it's it's really amazing so sarah why do you go and visit what is the work that you're actually doing with these baobabs i do a lot i do a whole lot of different work with baobabs so the one thing I do is I study baobabs. So I look at the ecology and, you know, how old they get and how big they get and how they grow and um, how they reproduce and what pollinates them. That's at all that sort of thing. And then I also work with a local community in, in Venda, in Venderland, um, who harvest the fruit. And then uh, we process the fruit to make this really lovely superfood from the um, from the pulp and then and then some and then oil from the seed, so it's got a commercial value. Um, and then from that commercial value, we put back into the community. So then we do sort of tree planting, environmental education. Um, there's social upliftment projects, etc. So it's a whole. It's like a completely holistic 
I just do everything that's got to do with baobab, from people right through to you. T- you talk to about the, the superfood that one gets from a baobab. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, you know, baobabs have been baobab fruit have been eaten for thousands of years right across Africa, you know, right from West Africa right through to South Africa, and it's really nutritious. Um, the fruit itself, it it's it's unusual in that when the fruit is ripe. It's dry inside. It's this. You have this white powder, white powder inside the fruit, which and it kind of like sticks to the seed. So if you open a baobab fruit up, you you sort of suck this white powder off the seed. If anybody's done that, they'll know what I'm talking about. Um, but because it's dry, it it lasts months, so it doesn't go rotten like a like a apple or orange, um, and. And it's really high in vitamin C. Like it's one of the highest content vitamin C that you can get in, in a fruit. It's higher sure. than strawberries and fruits and everything. It's also very high in calcium. So it's one of the highest plant-based sources of calcium that you can get, which is great for vegan and plant-based diets. Um, it's high in cal- magnesium, potassium, and also high in dietary fibers, which is very good as a prebiotic um, and they found it linked to a whole lot of health benefits because of that. So, you know, in Africa, we've been eating this fruit for years or de- uh, thousands of years. And now it's suddenly being discovered on global markets, which has been a great benefit for sort of economic development around rural communities around Africa. So, yeah, it's, and it's, being av- it's now available around South Africa. Um, there's more and more use of baobab. Um, you go into your local health shop. Uh, you'll probably see one of the brands, one of the superfood brands will have baobab powder, just plain, plain, unadulterated baobab powder. And you can use it for all sorts of things, um, uh, for cooking and for eating and for putting your smoothies. And and I really want that Zola, cooking with Zola, have a baobab recipe one day, okay? Okay, <laughs> we're going to, we, we'll, we'll put it to her, <laughs> we will put that to her um this this morning when she comes on the show. Sarah, I, I've got a quick question for you. You talk about the fact that people are starting to use baobab, as you say, in cooking, but also as vitamins and as health foods. My question would be about indigenous IP. Are you able to um, protect that for the communities around those trees? How does it work? We had, I remember in the past, issues around rooibos, etc. Mm. Yeah, no, I've been working really closely with the Department of uh, Environment Affairs who who deal with the IP. Um, and with baobab, it's it's a little bit more complex than, than rooibos because rooibos only occurs in South Africa and baobab occurs right across Africa. So the IP is not just a vendor IP, for instance. Yeah. Um, it's right from Senegal through to Kenya through to so and also it's pretty generally known so it's not as if baobab has this particular amazing cure um, for whatever um, it, it's it's a food so yeah. it's yeah it's it's seen a little bit differently to your other um, like your your IP attached to devil's claw for instance and rooibos etc but but we but you know we, we we engage with that and and for instance Part of that process is is also the access and benefit sharing, which is going to become very topical, which is going into when you go into communities who own this resource is not just to come out and just to take it. It's actually working with those communities that there is acknowledgement of their ownership of that resource, of their knowledge of that resource, and that they benefit from 
from the commercialization of that resource. Um, are, are our baobabs very, very different to baobabs, for example, in Asia? Okay, so you there are only eight baobab species in the world. Yeah. Um, there aren't any in Asia, although they are they not they don't they're not indigenous to Asia. So there are some that are planted in India, oh, but right. they they actually okay. That's what we were wondering in, about, John. Yeah. So, but actually, really interesting about how they got in. For instance, yeah, anyway, that's a whole other topic. But um, so there's one species in the whole of Africa, just one, which is quite extraordinary. Um, and then there are six species in Madagascar, and those beautiful, typical pictures of Adansonia grandadera, those tall ones, um, those are all in Madagascar, and they're all sorts of quite rare ones in Madagascar as well. And then there's one in Australia. Um, and so there are only these six, uh, these eight species, yeah. So in closing, I do have to ask you, Dr. Serafenta, do you take baobab powders and baobab drinks, etc., for healthy reasons? Oh, absolutely. I absolutely love baobab. It's got this lovely sort of zesty, lemony flavor. So if you add it to a smoothie or cook with it, it's just, yeah, it's lovely. It's it's a great, it's it's a great boost. It's it's a lovely ingredient. All right. We'll challenge Chef Zola to uh, a baobab recipe and uh, see what she, what would your advice to her be? Well, I've, I've got a website that's got a whole lot of lovely recipes on. And I think that the most, my favorite, there's a bayo mayo, which is an egg-free mayonnaise, which is so easy and absolutely yummy and delicious to make, to eat and make. And then Nigella, you know Nigella, the famous yes. celebrity yeah. chef. I yes. saw a, a little a post from her. She was making a baobab butter, and I did that the other day. And it's just re- literally baobab powder, butter, and some uh, cayenne pepper, and you melt it all together, mix it all together, and then baste your vegetables or sweet corn, and then put them on the braai. That's one of my favorites. Although that's not on my website, it's not on that website yet. And then there's Oh, just, yeah, um, what should she do? There's a nice cheesecake, which is great with baobab powder. We might have to um, challenge her on that. Uh, Sarah, we're, <laughs> I've, go? we've got to get out of here, but uh, what's the website that people can go to? Um, I think for the baobab powder, they can go on to www.baoactive, so that's B-A-O-Active. Yeah. .co.za and there's a whole lot of information about the nutritional qualities of baobab plus a whole lot of recipes there. So there you have it www.baoactive.co.za that's Dr. Sarah Fenter, baobab ecologist. She also just happens to be the partner to Casper who's last week's 52 week challenge winner as we said. No nepotism on this show whatsoever. It's 723.